Welcome back to the Asylum Plus podcast. My name is Josh Wofford, and across the disc, desk for me is... The disc is the John disc, Nicholson. Disc, That's right. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. That's Whatever. Good. This should be an interesting podcast if we're already messing up on the fourth or fifth word, whichever yeah. that one was. But anyway, so... Sitting that bar high, getting the expectations up early. Yeah, and we're right. just kind of talking about the nice ambiance that we have in the background. Got people next door and across the street and going down the street. And so... You, you hear the bells. Yeah, it's the bells just, going off. Yeah, we're one hundred percent Marion, Alabama. Today, Absolutely, so. this soundproof uh, sound booth that we record in. Yeah. <laughs> Though Casey has been telling us that that's coming, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll uh, hopefully have some real production grade quality uh, in the near future. We'll see. We'll have to hire new new personalities in if it's going to get professional. Yeah. yeah, we'll hire a producer and a writer. We can have ghost writers. Ghost writers. So we, we can just write. We can just read the script. Yeah. And yeah. This, if we're going to dream, let's dream big, right? <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> oh God. All right, back on track. So last week, I, I say last week, whenever we don't know how these are going to be uh, released and all that, we may have them all at the same time, may space them out. Yeah, our, our producer and uh, director, Casey, will uh, make some of those executive decisions, and we'll follow along as it goes. We're just recording, putting some things in the bank. Yeah, we, we recorded uh, a couple of podcasts last week, um, and so we're recording this one this week. But anyways... The last podcast that we did on this the, series, this series, which uh, don't you have you have a title for it? Yeah, is it um, what did I say? Recitation or transformation? Talking yeah. about the Lord's Prayer, or is it just empty words, which Jesus warns us against in yep. Matthew six, or is it is it a transformative prayer? Obviously, I believe it's the latter. Yeah, transformative. Yeah, and and so we're really kicking off that today. Yeah. Uh, because the last podcast we did was a general introduction to really where we're going to be this year. Yeah, for the year, talking uh, through our worship. So our, our first series is the Lord's Prayer. Right. Then we're going to take a, a quick look at the doxology. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go through all 10 verses. Uh, 14 verses. 14 verses. verses. I think, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So we could be in that the rest of the year. but yeah, Next but, year, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we're, we're going to save you from that. And then we're uh, later on in the year, we're going to look at the Apostles' Creed. Yeah. Um, we, we may wait until the fall to do that and I have something so. during the summer. We'll come. We'll cross know. those bridges when those bridges Yeah. Come. Yeah. We got a general idea, but uh, we don't have everything sketched out week to week all the way throughout the entire summer. But uh, since you started this past Sunday mm-hmm. on the Lord's Prayer, we figured we would go ahead and jump in in the podcast on the Lord's Prayer. Uh, so one of my things, uh, I, well, you've already told me how you wanted to start this, but I came up with a with an idea. Uh, you got a, a question. Idea. Go with it. Man. I got a question for you. Play it on. Uh, every time somebody prepares a sermon, there's always notes and stuff left off to the side. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was one thing that you thought about saying this past Sunday, but just didn't get around to it, or you cut it out before time? But what what's something that maybe even looking back over, you wish you would have said uh, <laughs> to clarify something or, or something like that? I'm laughing because you're you're expecting that I remember what I said Sunday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I. Um, Thinking through that, it was it was just interesting. This is something I've been living with for a while, so I'm sure there was stuff that probably has been left out. Uh, I mean, we we had laid some groundwork for getting this series underway back in the fall. 
yeah. we, we had talked about this was a direction. So here's a peek behind the curtain for me with sermon prep. You know, as, as I'm thinking and praying through what's coming down the pipe, you know, when I started the Ephesians thing back in late summer, I had already started doing some background prep, reading through Ephesians and pulling a commentary or two back in May, you know, and just getting right. some stuff in the in the wheelhouse, in the middle, if you will, and letting it grind away. But as far as last week, what I might would have, what else would I have? I don't, there's nothing that comes leaping to mind. Okay. I will tell you that well, right th- now. That's good, I guess. I, I suppose. I would have to go back and pull my notes. I don't have them right here in front of me, my, my working notes. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know of anything. Is there anything you wish I would have said? Oh, a ton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, and, so often I, I say, you know, sometimes as a, as a pastor, when I'm hearing other people preach, I'm thinking, oh man, I would have handled that differently, you know. And it's just so such a weird thing being. There, a there pastor. might have been something that came yeah. to mind in the moment, but it wasn't anything lingering. <laughs> it, it wasn't something like, oh man, that was a bad blunder. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh no! You quoted uh, Psalm twenty-three. You 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 were making. So you said, uh, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and you let some you you pause to let somebody else finish that, but somebody else said, uh, "Thy rod and thy staff comfort me." And so that's that's where you went. You went. You you didn't say you are with me. Yeah. Your rod and staff. So that was the only thing that. Okay. I, I was like, oh, well, there's. You I did bring it back around yeah. though to where it is that he's with us. His right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 ended up making that, but <laughs> yeah. That See, was... this is where preachers live. We we're always critiquing. <laughs> we're thinking, how do we say those things? Oh, we missed that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but off the top of my head, that was the only thing that oh, I can man. remember. But okay, back to where you were in our prep time yeah. for this podcast. Uh, we were discussing, you know, where we were going to go with this, and uh, John, you had a pretty good way of. Kicking us off. Yeah, and, and going to the issue of is it just empty recitation or is it transformation? And you know, kind of the question I posed to Josh and that I'm now going to pose to Josh is how has praying the Lord's Prayer regularly, whether in worship or in your own prayer time, how has it shaped your prayer life and your spiritual life and maybe even your view of the world around you? How has the Lord's Prayer been transformative for you. All right, couple things uh, before we get to the transformative part. All right, we'll talk about the recitation part. All right, uh, went to a very small private school in Ashford, Alabama. My entire high school career, uh, really from pre-K all the way through graduation, and played football. And after every game, we would get together and say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We would say it that quick. Right. Uh, and, I mean, it sounded like a whole bunch of white boys trying to get together and rap. Like, we're, <laughs> it was just so fast. Yeah. There was not a single one of us were really thinking about what we were saying. Sure. So that was my first memorization of the Lord's Prayer. Gotcha. Was saying it after football games. Then I preach, I don't know if you and I have even talked about this, but I filled in for my youth pastor when I was in high school and quote unquote preached my first sermon when I I think I was 16 or something. And it was on the Lord's Prayer. Hmm. 
I don't remember a dang thing that I said. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I, my, those notes are lost to the wind. I, I have. I don't remember anything that I said. Uh, but I do know that I was not serious about my faith at that point. Hmm. I was just a general, you know, quote unquote leader of the youth group, and so he had to be gone. So he just asked me to fill in, and yeah, I mean. So I, I think in that moment the Lord began to do something, but it, nothing really came to fruition okay. until a couple years later. Now my real transformative relationship with the Lord's Prayer, the Holy Spirit working through the Lord's Prayer, has been with us saying it in worship mm. uh, here at Siloam. Um, it's always been one of those where it had the nostalgia of going back to you know, playing football and stuff like that. For me, that was that was where my mind would go to whenever I'd come to say the Lord's Prayer. But now, it, I mean, that's that's kind of an afterthought. Yeah. Now it's I'm saying this right beside Miss Betsy, and I'm saying this at the same time as Andy and Shannon. I'm saying this together and praying it for. Rhonda Nichols, yeah, and 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 those my those those faces come to mind when I read Our Father. Mm. Mm. Now, I, it, it's true for people at uh, the churches that I attended in Dothan. It's true for my family. It's true for the people down the road at Berean and at Providence and at Hopewell and all that. Like when we say Our Father, it, that includes them. But when I come to this passage in Matthew six. I have faces that I, that come to mind when I read Our Father, uh, give us this day our daily bread, and so on and so forth. And and so it's it's really building that community aspect of it in a new way that I had never I experienced. Sounds very mystical or no, but or whatnot, it's okay. But but, think- but yeah, it's it's the application of yeah. those. Second person plural uh, pronouns there, yeah, yeah. That that is a big aha in that. Um, you know, even for me, over the years, I had a similar situation. You know, in some of my high school athletics, you know, we'd pray the Lord's Prayer, and it was just kind of the thing we did. Yeah. But um, you know, beginning to to grapple with what does this mean? But that moment, as I did some more serious study on Lord's Prayer years ago for another uh, teaching uh, opportunity I had um, it that realization that there were no first person plural or first person pronouns at all yeah in that prayer that it's all community it's our we're praying I, and when I'm praying this prayer by myself I'm still praying it in community with others mm-hmm. um, that was a big big moment for me to realize wow this is bigger than me um, and uh, you know Again, I you know, I beat this drum pretty often, but I don't know that we can beat it often enough because it's just so hard hardwired into who we are that it's such an individual focus. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this gets it out of me. It's it's this is bigger than me. Yeah, I'm part of something much larger, and even to the point of beginning to think back that it's not just about those people that may be in the room with me on that day, but I'm part of the great cloud of witnesses with that yeah. moment. Yeah. 
uh, who have been praying this prayer for 2,000 years now. Uh, and we're praying it together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm right there in unison and unity uh, with them. That's a pretty startling and humbling uh, recognition of, uh, of what's happening when, when we pray, when I pray that prayer. Um, a little more granular for me, getting a little more uh, down in the dirt with it. Yep. The phrase that just has really become a, a transformative phrase for me out of that is thy kingdom come and thy will be done and I've, I've personalized it with the group of men that gather on Monday morning and pray I always pray last it's just how we've kind of settled in and, and I always close with and Lord we want to see your kingdom come and your will be done right here in Marion as it is in heaven just reiterating this prayer but localizing it that it's here yep. we certainly want to see it in all the earth and all the world but that can get get real general, you know. It's the difference in me praying for all the missionaries in all the world and me praying for Melissa. Yeah. Um, when I pray for Marion, and I'm looking for God's kingdom right here, I'm well, I might be a little more alert to what's happening here. So that's that's been a, a, a more transformative thing um, in my life, personalizing uh, some of those things. And, and there are other places in that prayer, you know, giving us this day our daily bread. I ain't worried about bread. I've got nice loaf and they'll serve me for three or four days but what are those needs that certainly I have or that other individuals have you know I got an early morning phone call this morning about family in our church that had some needs and Father give them today what they need yep um, you know, so it, it provides it provides a, a framework and a structure um, that allows me to approach prayer um, in a very I don't know what the word I would be using there is, but um, it adds a, 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 a needed framework for some prayers uh, in my life. Yeah, and that is kind of how, uh, you know, going down in the dirt practicality-wise has been using this as a model prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, so whereas I won't typically in my own prayers recite this, you know, word for word, I'm going to be thinking through these categories uh, as of you know, when I'm when I begin praying, I'm gonna praise God for who He is and right. so on and so forth, and I'm gonna ask Him to help me be obedient and see uh, ways where I can reach out to other people and you know and give us this day. I'm gonna thank Him for His provision and thank Him for all that He's done, but also pray for certain things that may be coming up ahead that I'd like to see Him provide. And then forgiveness, I'm going to be asking, going to make sure I'm asking for forgiveness and then asking for help in forgiving others, which I, I need to work on that. Uh, Don't we all? <laughs> there, Don't we all? There's, there's yeah. some nights I skipped that one uh, to my uh, neglect. But then, you know, just on the forefront, just asking to for deliverance out of temptation, you know, helping me to right. identify areas where I'm weak and, and all that stuff. And so... But, but yeah, and then in doing so, that's also a model, not just for praying for myself, but how I'm praying for others. And with others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's such an interesting thing. One of the ways that I have kind of come to grips with the recitation part, I, I, you know, even reaching back, like you and I were talking about in our high school careers, well, I think probably a lot of folks have some of that experience. Yeah. Um, 
but even there in what I would consider probably in my, at least in my Christian journey, some empty recitation at that point provided me some framework, some skill set for praying now. Mm-hmm. And I think of like with you being a painter, you know, you do that um, uh, as a sideline gig and um, there are things that you know about painting that are just second nature to you because you've mm-hmm. been doing it yep. so long. But some hack like me, I would have to, you know, be pulling the instructions out and reading down through, well, how do I do this? How do I prep this particular surface? Or does this kind of paint work on this kind of surface? You know those things intuitively because mm-hmm. you've worked with it so long. I don't know those things. And I think or the Lord's Prayer is very much like that, that there are things that for a beginner, and like we pray on Sunday mornings, uh, you know, we're still learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got much to learn. But... So in a sense, we're consulting that, what, what's, what's my next step in this thing? But also, as we can keep doing that on a regular basis, we become more adept, more skilled with it, if you will, or more comfortable with what's going on as we pray. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and so there are um, levels of knowledge, and you know, I'm coming out of a teaching seminar that I've had to take, so there are levels of knowledge, and you know the most basic one is the memorization of just facts and stuff. So knowing that Columbus uh, sailed the ocean blue in 1492, yeah, you know that's. Right. But but you know what caused that now, and how can you interact with that information with how other uh, explorers explored, and what was his, uh, you know what happened when he got here and what impact did that have? Those are different levels of knowledge. And so, yes, we do need to be teaching and we need to be learning ourselves just what the text actually says. But what we're hoping in this, uh, this series is to help us move beyond yeah. just knowing what it says to, okay, well, what does it mean? Uh, what, what has it meant throughout the centuries and what does it mean for us Today. And how do we put it into practice? Yep. How do we yep. utilize it yep. um, in, in our day-to-day? Yeah. Uh, so, John, we're also talking about beforehand, you know, where we're going in the podcast. And, again, just kind of as introduction, you know, this isn't the only place where the Lord's Prayer shows up. Right. Uh, it also shows up in Luke 11. And there's debate, is this, you know, recording the Sermon on the Mount in Luke 11, or is this a Sermon on the Plain, which was a different sermon, and so Jesus would be saying some of the same things, but he may be saying them in different ways. We can have all that debate later. But the context is different in Luke 11 than it is over in Matthew 6, because it says, this is Luke 11, 1, it says, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, Our prayer. Right. You know, when you pray, say this, and, and then he gives the, the Lord's Prayer, and it's slightly different, we can talk about that later, but the context here is the disciples come to him, said, Jesus, I want to pray like you pray. Like John taught his disciples to pray, I want you to teach us how you pray. Yeah. And this is what we get. 
And we can we can debate, you know, should we do it in worship every single week or should we do it three times a day? You know, we, we can debate all that. That's fine. But what I want us to understand is the importance of these words. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you could ask Jesus to teach you to pray. Here's what he'd tell you. This is what he would say. Yeah. We have it. We can learn from the master prayer. Yeah. Uh, exactly how to pray. Um, and, and people have made uh, a lot about, you know, this is how you pray, not exactly what you pray. Uh, and so they would argue against saying this word for word on a regular basis. I'm okay with that. It, it's, it's not necessarily. Yeah, but I think that kind of goes back to that whole skill set sort of thing. <clears throat> this is how you pray. The, these yeah. words get you there. And, yeah. You know, yeah, the, I agree. the entirety of the Psalms are have been used, again, for centuries within the church as a prayer book. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, it's not only a song book, but it's a prayer book. And praying those very words back to God. We, we try to incorporate that into the practice of our worship here as well. So and, and, and John, go, I want to make mention of the Psalms there. The reason we do that is so that Jesus can continue to teach us to pray Absolutely. in other ways, too. Because right. I think, like what you said, Psalms teach Listen, us to pray. Yeah, we, we get, so, we get you know, Easter's in our uh, is in the window now. You know, we can kind of see it coming before too long. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about the cross already and, and those last words from the cross, most of those are taken from the Psalms. Yep. These were, and he's praying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. You know, those kind, you know, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. All of these come from God's Word. Yeah. They come from the Psalms. They come from the prayers that had become part of, you know, the the, the normal language. The, the I'm trying to think of the, how I want to grab that term, but it was just part of the day-to-day experience mm-hmm. that they were having as they prayed. And I think the Lord's Prayer has that opportunity. Because there are times in my life, you know, well, like this morning when I got that phone call, there was a need. How do I pray for this family? Give us today our daily bread. Mm-hmm. It's not bread they need, but they have a need. And the thing I need to do is, Father, is bring them to you yep. and pray for them this morning and trust that you are going to provide everything. that they. It gives me that that framework of a, a place to stand so that I can begin to pray. Yeah. Yeah. And so one other thing about the kind of context of all yeah. this, back in Matthew 6, uh, you pointed out that Jesus says, and when you pray, mm-hmm. not if. And he goes on to say, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. He brought that up that he's he's speaking against just empty phrases, just saying words for the sake of saying words. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. And then he says, do not be like them. And here's his reason for not being like that. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Yeah. Yeah. I know of no more comforting words about prayer than that. Yeah. Outside of, you know, also the Spirit prays for us <laughs> for when us. we don't know what that's to right. pray. Yeah, and, and Romans Jesus 8. Jesus interceding for us. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all that's good, but this is right there with some, some of the most encouraging words that you could possibly have yeah, about and prayer. And to circle so. back to your first question to me about if something I may have left out, that may be the point that I did not dwell on that I may have wanted to dwell, is the idea you know of heaping up into words, because that's what the argument sometimes against doing this so often and doing yeah. it repeatedly is that it just becomes empty words. 
But then you bump right into you know what I brought out with the the Didache or the Didache, um, the early Christian uh, church manual, mm-hmm. if you will. Yep. Um, but they were they were not encouraged. They were saying pray this three times a day, and not just when you're at worship in your own life. Use this prayer, and they quote the very words of the Lord's prayer. Use this prayer three times a day. Yep. And there's part of you that wants to say, but isn't that doing exactly what Jesus is warning us against, of heaping up empty words? It could be. You know, if if we're just saying, okay, I'm checking that off the box. Yeah. Or am I engaging with this three times a day to to refocus and reform my view of the world? Because this whole issue of and we'll step into this, but, you know, as it as he says there just before he opens the, with those words our father he says your father knows what you need <clears throat> we need that reminder because so often in the world we feel like maybe we're cast off or that we're left alone or that we are you know and again this echoes going back to the psalms you know how long oh lord have you forgotten me where are you i am i'm down here and i feel like you're not you know listening uh you know yeah. so they the psalmist ran into this as well we keep running into it and just having that confidence that we do have a father who knows our needs and that we can pray to him and that he welcomes us. It's huge. Yeah. We need that transformative re- reminder in our lives. I, I do a, a regular sermon. Usually in the month of July, we talk about prayer mm-hmm. in, in, in the youth group. And uh, I have a regular sermon that I, I don't do it every single year, but probably every other year or so. And it's, at, it's asking the question, why pray? If God your knows father knows what you need before you ask him, like that's encouraging, but why is it encouraging? Right. Why why even ask him if he already knows what you need? Why go to him? And it's it's about the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's crazy yeah. that he knows what you need before you ask him, yet he still wants you to come to him. Absolutely. Because he explicitly gets the glory for answering those petitions whenever we are recognizing He's the one that we need to provide those things. Absolutely. Not only does he get the glory, but it also reinforces in us. Yeah. When I come to God, he is already at work on my behalf. Yep. I need that reinforcement. I need that reassurance that God's preparing to meet my needs even now, even before I come. Yep. Man. Yeah. That's oh, it's, it's good. Yeah. Let's, let's, you know. Okay. We're 26 minutes in. Okay. We haven't talked about our or father or heaven. <laughs> Sounds we, like we got another podcast in the uh, in the in the offing here. We will dive into that because it is it's just such a rich rich prayer and and this is where we want to come to that can it be recitation and just empty words? Yeah, it, it can be. But I would contend that even in that, when we are reciting those scriptures, they are it's sowing the seed of God's word into our life. Yeah, it's putting putting those words in a place in our hearts and lives that we can access them. It's given us a, a, a holy vocabulary. There you go. Uh, That's a great it, word. Yeah, it's just given us a vocabulary bank to, to right. bring up when we're talking with God. That's in our individual life. But then also yeah. when we come together, it is a way that we can collectively acknowledge what God's doing in our lives. And if we're all being formed by this, we're being formed into something that's very much designed by God. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So 
we want to close it here. I think it's we'll a good place and we'll come back. Have a part we'll, two. We'll, we'll, well, it's just part whatever it's going to be with yeah. this. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think we can keep on and we can catch up with some other things. Here. Great. Well, thank you guys for listening today. Absolutely. Uh, it's always fun to sit down with the uh, Reverend Dr. <laughs> Pastor John I Nicholson I cannot Jr. wait till you get your PhD so I can <laughs> let you hammer it. So, but it's always fun. And I'm looking forward to the rest of these discussions. Me too. And Sunday sermons and uh, other discussions discussions that we have surrounding this yeah thank y'all for your engagement with this because i've already had some conversations with people about this whole prayer issue and it's it's just a joy to hear and, and know that our church family is engaging with these ideas and beginning to process what's happening yeah so we'll see you guys next time all right be transformed